0: Hey, it's Chase from On The Table Gaming, and today we're sitting down with Simon, Development Manager and A Song of Ice and Fire game designer, Michael Chenal, and Lead Developer, Fabio Curry to talk about the first in a series of previews of the 2021 update for A Song of Ice and Fire, the Miniatures game. Today, we'll be specifically looking at what the future holds.
1: This has been far too long, Chase.
0: Welcome back to the show, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, great to be here again. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's it's been almost a year since 1.5 update, and here we are again with some really exciting stuff to talk about. So I thought maybe we could jump in, starting with the Greyjoys and talking a little about what was spoiled this week about them, and then talk about this amazing update that's gonna be happening in 2021. Sure. Tell us a little about you know the general play style for those
1: maybe who aren't in the know, of of what the Greyjoys are going to be like. Uh, So with the Greyjoys, Chase, uh, they follow into two major aspects of the game. They're a very aggressive faction. They're very glass canning as their defensive stats and the morale are not the best, but they have a lot of regenerative capabilities. So they want to get in there into the fight. They are not the most sustainable when it comes to their defensive stats, but they do have an element of sustain when it comes to being able to recoup their losses. In addition to this, they have a unique pillage mechanic through the faction which basically rewards them for killing the enemy so they can start to snowball their effects and each unit will get stronger the longer it's in combat the longer uh, the more it actually destroys reeves and pillages you know so at the very end of the game you know you're going to have some like just super powered units if you manage to keep them alive so it's a very careful balancing act between having these very fragile but very aggressive units and being able to maximize you know their best capabilities and deciding who lives and who dies
0: and so we've got these hardened raiders that are going to be striking the shores of Westeros. Fabio, how are they going to be gaining these pillage tokens? That's like kind of the core mechanic of the faction.
2: Well, the pillage tokens are gained when they destroy enemy ranks, when a unit destroys enemy ranks. And each Greyjoy unit, not all, but most Greyjoy units will have um, benefits when they accrue pillage tokens, either gaining attack buffs or defense buffs and um, other little things which I won't mention right now. (laughs) But village tokens (laughs) are actually very interesting because even though units are limited to two, you will find that it's still difficult to gain them and destroying enemy ranks is uh, a core element of the game, right? Because units have uh, different attack values on different ranks. So that's something we wanted to reinforce with this faction. It will be very interesting to see how players find the right synergies and combos. So, I mean, they're a little bit like a bully faction then where it seems like they want to take down, you know,
0: quickly take down weaker opponents ranks and then use the advantage they have there to kind of sustain it. Is that right?
2: But they have to win first. So if things start going south for them, I guess they have to um, kind of recoup and rethink their strategy because if they don't get an early advantage, it might be an uphill battle for them. So Greyjoys are kind of an all-in sort of faction where you have to um, make quick decisions early game to try to uh, stand your ground through the mid and late game. Uh,
1: another interesting element about the Greyjoys, though, is that they do have uh, mechanics to help them recover from some plans that, you know, did not go exactly well, I guess, as planned. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, just charging headlong to the enemy and hoping for the best is, yeah, it's a very raider mentality, but that's also how you get a bunch of guys killed. So they do have a bunch of tricks to like actually recoup from failed plans um, and pillage mechanics. You know there are other means of getting them, of moving them around. Again, with the Greyjoys, it's a very aggressive faction. But I want to bring back to that element of like deciding who lives and who dies because sometimes you will need to sacrifice a unit or just like go like, okay, well I was investing into this unit to make it like turbocharged and super powerful, but it's gonna die. Okay, no hard feelings there. Sorry guys, uh, you know necessary sacrifices. Let's move on to focusing somewhere else. So there's a uh, kind of a balancing act when it comes to Greyjoys about getting invested in a specific unit and going like, "Man, I really want to power these guys up. I want to make them really cool and everything," but also knowing not to go necessarily all eggs in one basket, all in on this one unit, because it can die just like anything else. And when that happens, if you've put all of your, you know, your hopes and prayers into making sure that this is this unit's going to win you the game, that's that's not good. So. You know, you need to have this combined look at all your forces and know when it's time just to cut your losses and then focus somewhere else.
0: It sounds like this is going to really reward like skillful play. But, you know, so the game has been out for almost three years now, and we've had a lot of experience with different factions rolling out. And a lot of times there's kind of a, a slow burn where you get your core set and then you build up your forces slowly with releases as they come out. Um, How are the Greyjoys going to be hitting the shores? Like, what does the troops
2: available to them at the start look like? Um, I'd like to first uh, count how many times you can actually make a parallel with Raiders, like hitting the shores. (laughs) I think this is your second or third. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Well, apart from the starter box where we have two units of Reavers and one unit of Harlow Reapers and a a unit of bowmen. We also have two unit boxes coming out with the iron makers and trappers as well as hero box 1. These are all released simultaneously and they will give players a lot of list building options as well as a clearer sight of what this faction does and especially the hero box right which will show all the alternative options and play styles. So I guess now that players will have like I said a better insight of what's going on and they can choose to play into this faction or not with more information that's fantastic so they can just get like a they've got like a full playable competitive force like
0: right at the start then
1: well like not only that but you're going to have several different playstyle style options while right the gate because like you can even build like a tank faction if you want to go like um with the iron makers you can build a very skirmishy force if you want to focus on like bowmen and um, the trappers you know or any combination thereof so you know, you're going to have numerous playstyles styles around the box, just even looking at the units. And that's even discounting like the entirety of the hero box, which, you know, features, a you know, a bunch of different commanders NCU's, and every of your options there. So, you know, these guys are releasing, you know, with a, a, a bevy of options, more options than any other faction has seen on release since, you know, the Kickstarter. And this is our intent moving forward is basically to, um, That was one of the things switching over to these quarterly releases is it allows us to release multiple waves of product in one go here. So, you know, you don't have to just here's a starter box and then a couple months later, here's another unit box and slowly build it up. You're just getting everything right out of the gate here with, you know, advanced options.
0: That's amazing. So you can choose to 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 buy it in a slow burn, or you can get everything right at the go. That's that's amazing. Oh man, I'm looking forward so much to to seeing more about this. And uh, spoiler here, in the weeks to come, we're going to get to have some future conversations about this in more depth. So I'm really excited to dive in and learn more about how these synergies within the Greyjoy units work. But I guess maybe thinking more about the larger Visions in the Flame, um, this is kind of an interesting time for this faction to come out because you're previewing the 2021 updates. So is the Greyjoy faction going to be balanced for the 2021 updates or is this something that's kind of coming out in the older set?
1: So let's, uh, I guess, first to recap for anyone who has not gone over that article of the Visions in the Flame's 2021 update is essentially in uh, q2 of next year we are releasing our updated faction packs for the game and this is every single faction is receiving one of those actually sans gray joy because there's at that time there's not going to be enough stuff to be released and plus you'll have it all by buying that faction but essentially what these faction packs are is we have spent the last i actually don't even know how long because time has just become kind of meaningless <laughs> and run together but so last year, you, you've you seen that we have our 1.5 update. We did some key unit balances and retweaks. This is basically that same thing done on a game-wide scale. Now, I, as we said in the article, that can seem like a scary concept of like, oh my God, everything's changing. But that's not really here. I mean, to be honest, 80% of the units that you're looking at are kind of remaining the same. This is basically a bunch of like minor math tweaks and also just some uh, uh philosophical let's go ahead and say that to sound more grandiose than it actually is kind of um retweaks and balances to some of the core game mechanics that we're um looking at basically we were making these card packs as a means of everyone to get duplicates of all the cards that they were using you know unit cards everything in the faction and since we were doing this already we decided to take this time to just really just do a full like look at everything in the game. Since this seems like it would be a good point, you know, hopefully when this comes out, the world will be returning to some sense of normalcy, you know, and um, people will be socializing again. It just seemed like a really good time to be doing this based on a product that people have been asking for, you know, faction packs and, you know, cards for, you know, all the updated stuff. We set out to, you know, do this just relook at everything in the game that we wanted to touch and as i said most things stayed the same this was mainly a pass to talk about like streamlining wording fixing some ambiguity in that and you know toning down some elements that we did not really enjoy seeing in the game and i I, you know i want to keep stressing that this is not some big massive like game changer here so this, this isn't is, like
0: a 2.0 version.
1: No, no, oh, no and I would never no. use that term to describe this at all. <laughs> okay. If, and the thing, and I want to say that if you're coming into this expecting something like a 2.0, you're going to be disappointed because this is really just a bunch of kind of just nerdy math tweaks, <laughs> if we're being real honest. Um, and then just uh, streamlining of things like tactics cards, for example. That's something we didn't touch in the past because it was a physical component that you know we didn't want to mess with because we didn't have a means at the time to uh, provide those, but this faction pack gave us a means of doing so. So we went full in to, you know, look at faction, uh, sorry, tactics cards, you know, streamline wording on things like that, because things have changed in the last three years, you know, from the initial Kickstarter, you know, pre-launch and everything to where we are now. But going back to your question about the Greyjoys. So that's actually one of the reasons why we are bringing this, uh, Bringing this kind of to the attention of people uh, so early because these are coming out in Q2, which is a lot closer than people expect, but it's also fairly far away. But one of the reasons for this is because the Greyjoys are the they were designed uh, with all these changes in mind, which, as I said, really just kind of means that there's some eight to sixteen percent math tweaks here, like attack dice values of eight or down to seven, to hit values of a four a three plus or a four plus, you know, things like that. But More so, it's their wording on their abilities, their tactics cards, uh, and things like that. They're shipping with the Greyjoys. So, you know, they're basically going to be the premier faction for these. And because they're coming out technically before the faction packs in Q2, we needed to prep people to, you know, make sure that they're aware of these changes that are happening. Now, of course, this is not going to affect gameplay in any means. You can play Greyjoys against everything current, and it's going to be fine. Just you might notice on some abilities that are, you know, previous versions like hit and run or like overrun some of those things the wording is going to be different but the effects should by and large stay the same the ones that aren't um like overrun i'll actually cite that as an example um the effect on that slightly changed we will probably be handling that via like a a faq transition but the thing is is that like this is going to affect all of about a month or two before as the gray joys are out before these card packs hit so we really just need to bridge that gap a little bit but that is something to be aware of is that is going to be a bit of a transition period you'll see um in between that time wow i uh kind of went on a monologue there (laughs)
0: that was good i'm excited to hear like how this is going to work so you know at the end of this article that you put out this vision of the flames article you gave a sample and you were using a a few terms in this article of kind of things getting a pass over just a check for balance and then you said there were a few instances where things needed a revamp and you gave an example of stag knights for House Baratheon, and they just look phenomenal now. Um, what, what, how do they kind of embody some of the design
2: philosophies of the 2021 update? Okay, so that's a tricky question because the stag knights are actually ones that were like had suffered the most radical changes. So they were almost completely overhauled where we kept some of their aspects like of attack, but we changed them in their ability because before they were an eight point unit, but they could easily be punched upwards by a five point unit or a six point unit that had a specific sort of toolkit or something like that. In, in this case, what we did is we changed them from having missing ranks to becoming more powerful as the game rounds go. And we gave them order resilience where they suffer less wounds from, from, unblocked hits and what this does is it shows that this is really an endpoint point unit right this is 20 percent or a fifth of your um, army points in a 40 point match so it should mean something it should have a strong field presence and it since baratheons are a tanky this is still very strong and defensive, and it will last until the end of the game if your opponent does not also spend that many or more points, right, trying to allocate or thinking very, very strategically. So once again, strong units should feel strong, and that's something we've just done across the board. I think the lesson that should be taken from the Stagnites is that the higher the point cost, the more that means, and a shift from seven to eight points is a lot in in this game right so an eight point unit has to be strong and at the same time you'll notice that it will be able to not only dish damage but take damage man it really
0: fits in with that the identity of the baratheons too it's kind of like you've re-envisioned the unit in a way that still really holds the values of the faction like front and center
2: yeah and that's something that i guess we also had to take into consideration every time was to reinforce how each unit interacts with the faction and belongs to that faction. So we were trying to almost like modulate and and remove a lot of the outliers and things that didn't make sense in the faction.
1: That is actually one of the the major focuses of when we were doing this. And we actually have an in spoilers, I guess, in the future. We have an entire article devoted to talking about this specific thing, where one of the things we wanted to do was really hammer in like, faction identity and make sure that everything in some capacity you know really linked to the core ideals of the faction and if it was an outlier it was there for a very specific reason like you know you might and that mainly came up in like commanders and things like that where like a commander can have a drastically different play style than a faction but most units should be reinforcing the core faction themes but again that's something that we have an entire Uh, spoilers, uh, article devoted for entirely. So we get to have that conversation, I guess, at some point in the future.
0: So, you know, just to give some insights then. So going on to the future, we'll be looking at your upcoming articles on faction styles and roles, impact of tactics cards and free actions, NCU's attachments and focus of combat units, combat math, elements of control and streamlining usage. Um, Which of those are you most excited to talk about in the future? Was there one that you thought was like, the most impactful or important or a keystone element of this 2021
1: update? I think for myself personally, uh, the one that I find is going to be the most impactful, but also probably the one that most people are going to gloss over is actually going to be about the combat math. Uh, Mm. I think that's going to have the largest impact. Well, they all have pretty substantial impacts in tiny ways. It's like, again, this is not like we're throwing a giant boulder into a lake. This is just basically small little ripples that are happening uh and i don't think that you know the and that's one of the reasons why i like having these um you know chats with you uh chase here is that we can get this out to the uh, the player base is really just kind of like hey these are some things to expect and see coming forward that might not be apparent you know just as you as you know because there's a the difference between just getting a faction pack and going like oh all my stuff is new and cool and actually kind of having an understanding of like oh these are some things to look out for that actually might be different in the game but we have you know an entire series here to prep leading up to this release to um go over those in detail here. And that's, you know, the point of, you know, coming on here and chatting and having these articles and everything is just getting more information, whether it's just uh, general or tactical out here to, uh, to the player base.
0: And I'm really excited. I know this is kind of our preview of uh, things to come and it's sort of a general overview of what the future holds. But I'm really excited to get into some of these specific topics. Can, you know, you just maybe address our, maybe the fears people might have, right? To me, the 1.5 updates were awesome. I had a lot of fun with the changes that were there. It really enhanced my gaming experience. I have high hopes for the 2021 updates. For those of there that maybe are a little more concerned, is there, you know, are my units going to become unplayable? Is the game going to be totally unrecognizable? You know, what might you say to someone who's a little bit reticent or nervous?
2: Yeah, I'd actually say that most units will become more playable, right? Because lots of units that uh, were left aside or not considered to be high meta or whatever people want to call it now have been... Uh, repurposed into better roles like we said they will be closer to their faction theme and you'll see that units will start to tend to synergize more where you actually want to have variety in your lists and i think that's very interesting that's what people like at least I suppose that what most people want when they want to list build, right, is to have some sort of variety. That's why you buy different units, I guess, and they'll be able to implement that. Has any faction like
1: had its identity change? Oh, absolutely not. Like I said, this is... This is not some like 2.0 edition or anything like that. This is just the standard like refinements that we've done every single patch update since the game's launch. Like, you know, from 1.1 up until 1.6 will have been the last ones to be released at the point of um, uh, when we're talking about this. You know, there's not been any big sweeping changes. It's been minor refinements slowly over time just to make the game better. And that's continuing what this is. Just again, we had the opportunity to do this on a scale that we didn't before, so we took the opportunity to do so. But the point of any of these updates is just to make the game better, make the game more enjoyable, and make sure that everything in the game is just super cool. I mean, that's really the intent. <laughs> I mean, uh, for every single game that's out there, the worst feeling in the world is like, man, this thing is really badass. This thing is really awesome. It's also entirely unplayable. Um, I have over my, you know, twenty plus years of wargaming. I've had that, that that soul crushing that happened to me several several times, and it's, it's you never like seeing that. You always want to be like, I think this thing is really cool. I want to be able to play this cool thing. Is that so much to ask? And so really, we're just refining things and trying to make sure that that's the most enjoyable, you know, experience that you can have. So like, you're gonna play what you think is cool. It's gonna work for you. Your play style, you know, you're gonna find your play style. You're gonna take what you think is cool, and it's gonna feel like, you know, when you're playing against an opponent that's doing the same thing, you'll both have an enjoyable experience, win or loss. You know, you that's the whole point is just to you know, again, it's it's all for the greater um search of just balance and refinement.
2: I thought you were gonna say better
1: good. I, I I was really trying to avoid saying that for the greater good.
0: Well, I'm really excited and thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast to talk about this. And in the weeks to come, um, I'm looking forward to jumping in and, and kind of digging through some of these articles that are coming out. It sounds like you guys have been busy over this past year. I've missed talking to you guys so
2: much and it looks like you guys have been putting it in work. Yeah, definitely. We've had a lot of crunch time, but at, finally we've had enough time where we have three to five years of hindsight through this game and we can tweak globally that's what we're doing this is a global little tweak i guess if this were a digital game people might not even notice this would be just like a patch note and and it wouldn't even be perceived but since this is a card game and a a miniatures game i'm sorry with cards and the wording is very delicate we do believe this is just a general improvement that we've taken a lot of time <laughs> to do. We, we put a lot of thought and consideration. And once again, we, I'd like to really reinforce that if you choose to buy a faction, you usually choose it for theme or playstyle. And none of that has changed, right? This is not at all anything regarding theme or playstyle.
1: I mean, when it comes down to it, this is something that, to the scale that we, we've been wanting to do for a long time. And you know it started as like kind of like what if scenario you know like what if we could go back and change everything and then you know all of a sudden we had the capabilities of doing so in a and we had a timetable for it and once that became apparent to us that allowed us to move forward on this so it became full steam ahead and like i said it, it has not been any major changes but the raw level of just evaluations across you know all the major factions all the units all the commanders all the tactics cards you know it, it adds up and each one, you know, <laughs> received its, you know, full dedicated spotlight, you know, when we were looking at every single aspect of every single element of these factions. So, you know, it's it's been a lot of work, but I'm very proud of everyone involved. And, you know, uh, I really hope the player base, you know, likes everything that they see when they come out. Well,
0: I know we're excited and uh, I'll give you a, a preemptive uh, thank you for all your hard work in this. Any uh, preview? What's coming out next week? Uh, not to be greedy, but uh, I know this week we had the overview of that the the Greyjoys are launching with their uh, their the several of their boxes. We got to see this overview of things that might be in the future. What's uh what's maybe next week look like? Or can we not? Can you not
1: say? i kind of figured chase that your little birds would have told you that but i guess you just have to wait and see
0: <laughs> oh are you kidding me all right till next time then thank you guys so much for coming on here i'm really excited to to see what comes out next week and for those of you guys listening i hope you guys are also anxiously awaiting and uh, we'll see what what comes out in article form and we'll recap at the end of the week and in the meantime i hope you get your miniatures on the table